The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Yes, sir. We are back with the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Know me, know the voice, know the guys. Me, really real, villain routes, real from Junior here at your service. And it has been a long time coming since we've been gotten ready to talk about the WNBA season. And guess what? This season has everything we were looking for last season we have win totals we have mvp markets we have championship markets we have rookie of the year markets we're getting i'm telling you year by year step by step how did franklin say brick by brick brick by brick we're getting everything we asked from the books towards the end of last season we got player props i expect to see player props when we talk about the game on friday oh man it's great Got my co-host with me, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Welcome to Season 2. Yeah, it feels good to be back for Season 2. I know a lot of people are focused on the basketball going on on the men's side because it is playoff time. But as you know, uh, sometimes you need a little bit more quantity in there, and having one game every day might be a bit boring. So I'm looking forward to having more basketball to actually bet on over the course of the next couple of months. But we're not here for the actual games. We're here for the actual win totals and some future stuff, which I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go through a quick breakdown of the teams and talk about some of their win totals and just how we expect, you know, what this next season in the W is to look like. Right now, it's everybody knows it's a two-horse race, but we've also seen injuries. We've also seen anything that can happen that can open the door for other teams, other markets, and we could just see teams just have a lot better of a year than they've had in the past. So, I just want to go ahead and get started in no particular order with the Atlanta dream. And we have the dream here who made headlines as soon as the new year started trading for Alicia Gray from the Dallas wings. They gave up the third overall pick in the draft. And I believe a 2025 pick as well. I think they gave up two picks this year's draft, the third and 11 and a 2025 first round pick as well. to bring in Alicia Gray and she adds a level of veteranship, a level of scoring to this team where they it's not going to look like last year where it was Ryan Howard basically fighting for her life. And then you sprinkle in a little bit of Erica Wheeler in there and Hillman was able to add a little bit and whoever, you know, whoever was was able to add a little bit. But it was basically the Ryan Howard show as she went on to capture a rookie of the year. Now, Alicia Gray is Ryan Howard's team. But Alicia Gray is that veteran presence that's going to carry this team all season. So their win total is currently at 20 and a half. You're looking at a 38 to one for them to win the championship this year. Scott, what are you thinking here about the Atlanta Dream? Well, before we actually get into any of the specific win total numbers, we do have to at least discuss that some of these numbers, if not all of them, might seem a little bit high 
and you might be wondering, did they add a couple of games? Yes, they did. They actually did add a couple of games to the Uh schedule, uh, so I wanted to cover that just for a basis. Uh, There were 36 games last year. Now there are 40, so maybe it might not seem like a big increase, but that could be four wins. So if you want to look at all the win totals and you might think that some of them feel a little bit higher than usual, it is because they are pricing in the extra couple of games for the course of the season. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add on that, but I kind of wanted to at least mention it before we moved on to the actual. Yeah, no, it's an important thing to note, to note especially. I think it, it's a lot easier because there wasn't a large, there wasn't really a win total market. Like I maybe somebody's offshore, somebody found, you know, offshore, some there's usually totals. one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Some win total, but it's not really like for the large majority of betters, it's not really a win total market. So I'm, I, I feel like I'm just kind of fig- trying to figure it out now, get better as time goes on. But 20 and a half, that means they're, they're going to be 500. They're basically saying they're yep. going to be over 500 this year. For reference, by the way, they were 14 and 22 last year. And we also have make or miss playoff market as well. Make the playoffs is minus 530 for the Atlanta Dream. Miss playoffs is plus 360. Remember, of the 12 teams, eight of them do make the playoffs. So, I don't think the Atlanta Dream are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I actually think they're going to be sneaky good this year. I think they're going to be good. I, I think they're going to make the playoffs. The problem is, from what we saw last year in the WNBA, you don't need to be anywhere near 500 to make the playoffs. <laughs> so I'm not sure if they're going to finish above 500. I think I'm going to lean under. I think they're going to definitely be improved. I think that they're uh-huh. not going to finish with around like 14 wins again. I see them finishing closer to like 18 or 19. It's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout one way or another where they go way under or way over. But if I had to guess, I see this team finishing around 18 and 22, getting into the playoffs as one of the bottom seeds. So I think I'd lean under, but I think it's going to be close. You? I'm... I think I want to go over with the Atlanta Dream this year. And what I what I see it as is that I think that they were actually a pretty decent team last year. It's just they didn't have that killer. They didn't have that person that could take over the end of games. And Ryan Howard was, you know, a little not all the way there for that just yet. It was a rookie season. She's still trying to figure things out. Other teams, she had a really, really good start to the year. And then as the year progressed, teams started to figure out how to guard her. And it kind of slowed down this team's growth. But now bringing in Asia Gray next to her in that backcourt. Uh, I'm sorry, Alicia Gray next to her in that backcourt. I think that the scoring and the options that they have is going to be really, really good. Then you bring in Haley Jones. We'll see what her contribution is in her rookie season. She's got, uh, she's up there in rookie of the year odds. We'll talk about that for another pod. But uh, I think that this team has some nice pieces and, you know, not comparing them to the top two teams in the league, I think that they can actually do something. And I think they can win a lot of the games. I don't think that they're, you know, I think they'll beat the bad teams and I think that they'll compete with a lot of the good teams and be able to steal a couple wins here or there. I, I'm I'm going to buy into the Atlanta Dream being a 500 basketball team. Give me over 20 and a half. Well, I do think it also is worth mentioning if you want to include some of the, I'd say, performances down the stretch. I think that's where Gray's going to help out the most to provide that veteran and maybe steadying presence because Atlanta was hovering around 500 entering July. 
and then mm-hmm. they proceeded to lose eleven of their last fifteen games, and that's why they missed the playoffs. And I don't think they, and I don't think they're gonna. That's not gonna happen again. I think that they're they're about a five hundred team, and I just need one more win above five hundred to cash this. Yeah, and I think it is pretty telling that a team that missed the playoffs last year is now roughly minus five hundred to make it. They are expecting. Atlanta to make a leap to some degree, which makes mm-hmm. sense because Howard was really, really good and she 100% deserved Rookie of the Year last year. But I do think that expecting a leap and expecting a jump of roughly seven wins is a little bit too much for me. I'm going to lean under. You said around 500. I have them going around 18 and 22, 19 and 21. That's mm-hmm. around 500. I just don't have them going over 500. All right. Let's move on to the next team here. Who is next? We got the Chicago Sky, who have a win total of 16 and a half. Championship. How, how the mighty odds, have fallen. How they have fallen. 45 to 1. As everybody knows, Candace Parker left, went over to the uh, Aces. Aces, you are missing. I mean, it, it, this is really just a gutted team for James. It's, it's a Wade complete power drain. I mean, and so you lose. So you lose, uh, Candace Parker. You lose, uh, Vandersloot. Van you lose. It's it's a lot. Like it's a lot here. Um, what's uh uh who else was it? That you lose Azaree Stevens, she goes over to the Sparks. So you're so that's another big and a, a stretch big at that. She's out of there. So you just lose a lot of pieces, and now you're bringing in and kind of piece the team back together. You bring in Isabel Harrison from the Wings, and you think, oh, that's a really good pickup. She's going to add so much to this team. She blows out her, I think it's her meniscus. She signed, yeah. and I think her mom actually tweeted it out earlier. Uh, it was a page that was talking about it, and her mom confirmed that she is having surgery on Friday. So when the league ticks off, tips off, she's having surgery on that knee. So she could be gone for majority, if not the entire season. You bring in Courtney Williams from the Sun. So that's a veteran point guard in the backcourt to kind of help things out with Dana Evans. You uh, Also, Marina you didn't Mabry. Ma- you didn't mention, by the way, Quigley is taking the year off. Oh, yeah, Quigley is taking the year off. Sure is. So she's not going to be playing this year. So you have uh, Mabry coming in as well. Rebecca Gardner is back. Kalia Copper, this is going to be her team, and she's going to be doing the majority of the scoring for this team. 16 and a half. I mean. I'm on the under. I think this team's going to be horrible. Like I, I'm just trying to be honest here. How am I supposed to look at your roster? Missing Candace Parker, Vandersloot, and Quigley. Arguably your three best players. You replace them with basically nobody. I know they tried to make some moves, but it seems like Chicago's title window just slammed shut and they didn't do enough to replace the star players. Now, they do have a very good coaching staff, so I do think they can win some games, at least maybe compared to other teams. But, I mean, damn, that roster is really underwhelming. I got to be on the under. This team, if if I told you this team was going to finish with a top three pick, in the upcoming draft. Would you be shocked? Probably not. I'm going to go with the under. I think this team's going to be really, really bad. I was so ready to buy in on the sky as a buy low because everybody felt like they got gutted. And then Isabel Harrison got hurt in athletes unlimited. And that really, really like, she was going to add a lot. She was like she was going to be another additional really good scorer. I think this group will be actually solid defensively to be honest, mm-hmm. but 
she was going to be another really big scorer alongside Kalia Copper. And while I think Kalia Copper is going to give us some amazing games this season, like I think she's going to be, I'm going to probably be on her props for a good majority of the season, but Oh man, I don't know if she can carry them to, you know, getting close to 500 here. I'm with you. I'm going to go under 16 and a half for the Chicago sky here. Uh, and so, I don't this even probably think one of my favorite props, to be honest, or win totals. So I, I just think that number is based so much on reputation. If I told you to erase the name and just look blindly at the roster, and I gave you all the context of all the star players that are not playing this year, there's no way this number would be anywhere near sixteen. And it's not even it's not even that I am like doubting the roster. It's just there's so many other good rosters in yeah. the league right now, like the Atlanta Dream. If I put the, if you put the Atlanta Dream in the sky head to head, I'm taking Dream. Like there's like there's so many other good rosters that is just like man, they might just get bit by the fact of they're playing good games, but the other team is just slightly better. And so this is what, what makes it interesting, and this is the market that I want to tap into because we're getting a a decent number here. Chicago Sky to make the playoffs, they are plus one twenty two to make the playoffs. Not to make the playoffs is minus one fifty eight. That feels like that has reputation written all over it. It really if does. That, if I said this Sky team didn't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think that we're getting a pretty favorable number, and we might need to go ahead and and you know test the waters with that minus one fifty eight for them to miss the playoffs. I think this team's going to be bad. So yeah, you're not going to hear any argument from me. I think at the end of the day, this team probably finishes with around thirteen wins. If I had to guess, like it really seems like it's going to be a long year for them. And whether they wanted it to be or not, this is basically a rebuilding year now because they lost all of their star players once again without being able to replace anybody. And they also had the injury during the offseason to one of their players who was supposed to step up and potentially salvage the year. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of just rehashing everything regarding the sky. I don't think they're going to be very good. I think they'll miss the playoffs and yeah, I'm assuming and, they'll be back next year. But and I hope Kalia Copper stays healthy because it, if she goes down, it, it, this is an easy cash here. I mean, and- I agree with you about the player props for Copper because she might just end up being a great player, bad team type of uh, year for her where she's going to put up some massive numbers because nobody else is going to really step up and they're going to let her do whatever she wants because uh-huh. the talent is limited. I'm not going to compare it to like Kevin Love, Minnesota Timberwolves, but it's kind of the same idea where once the team's record doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't matter, but once wins kind of become secondary to player growth, they might just let Copper go nuts and let her make an all-star team and, you know, get some accolades for herself. I can see her having a couple of really huge 30-point games, et cetera, so I'm with you on her on her actual props throughout the year, but for the sake of the team once again, I think they're going to be pretty underwhelming. All right, before we get into the rest of the games, I got to talk to you about Edge Boost because SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, where you can get early access to their buy now pay later visa card the same thing as programs like affirm or afterpay where they enable you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments and that's zero interest zero percent interest on that simply deposit the funds into your account 
and they will match your deposit so you can use the two times funds on any legal sports betting site. They offer up to $2,500 in advances and help you build a repayment history. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about using my Edge Boost Double Down Play and just taking, I mean, I could split it up. If we split it up between the Aces and the Liberty to win the championship, I'm pretty sure we're, we're coming out in the green overall mm-hmm. at the end of the season. So with this special offer, the first 500 SG, SGPN users will start at a $1,000 advance limit. The next 2500 $500 limit. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge and sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right here. Next team up, we have Connecticut Sun, who had some turnover in their own right. They are currently minus minus 2,500 to make the playoffs plus 900 to miss the playoffs. They're looking at championship odds of uh, where are we at 40 to one to win the championship. They have a regular season win total of 22 and a half wins minus 111 on the over minus 115 on the under. So very, very similar odds here. Okay. So, Large turnover, as you and I both know, they lose out on Jaquel Jones. She goes over to the New York Liberty. Uh, Courtney Williams, as we just talked about, she's on a new team. She's with the Sky now. They have a brand new head coach. No more Kurt uh, Kurt Miller, who has gone off to L.A. Stephanie White comes in as the head coach, and she has a, she has some history. She uh, was an assistant in the college ranks for a long time. She was an assistant with the Chicago Sky in 2007 and went joined the coaching staff of the Fever in 2011. Like, she's been around. She's been around, and then once she uh, – once that the coach uh, – who was it? Was it Dunn? Was that when Dunn was coaching? I think that's when Dunn was coaching. Yeah, it was when Dunn was coaching. So Dunn retired after the 2014 season, and then White took over as the coach of the Fever. She had a 37-31 record with them and took them to the WNBA Finals in her first season in 2015. And then after 2016, she left to become the head coach of Vanderbilt for five seasons where she uh, did not get her contract renewed in 2021. Now she's back in the W coaching the Sun. So she's been around. She has a lot of head coaching experience, brand new set of eyes. And that's something that we kind of felt like that this Sun team needed was just a brand new set of eyes and try something else because it felt like they kept getting close and close and close and never reaching the mountaintop Mm -hmm. and being able to secure a WNBA championship. So a little bit more about the roster that they have going on here. You still got Tisha Heidemann. They bring in Tysha Harris from the Dallas. Dewana Bonner is still there. Alyssa Thomas is still there. You do miss out on Jasmine Thomas. Jasmine Thomas goes over to L.A. with Kurt Miller. Brianna Jones is still there. This is Tiffany Hayes, uh, Dijanae Carrington. Like, this is a pretty solid roster for the Mm -hmm. Sun. 22 and a half. The Sun could potentially be that, still be that third, fourth, maybe even fifth best team in the league outside of, you know, the top two. What do you like here for the Sun? I think I'm going to lean over. Uh, it is pretty close. I do like the overall chemistry of the team. Just by losing out on John Quell, uh, I do acknowledge that a lot of their supporting cast and some of the 
I don't want to say A stars, but you know, B stars, et cetera, are still on the roster. And I do think they can definitely showcase the talent they still possess. And I do like their overall roster in general. They won 25 games last year for reference. So I think they might be a little bit worse, but I I do think at the end of the day, this team is good enough to maintain a certain level of consistent play despite missing mm-hmm. out on John Quell. I'm going to lean over. I think it's going to be close, but I do think that they should win around 22, 23 games. It's going to be close, but I'm going to lean to the over. I do like the overall roster. It, they don't exactly have that A-plus star power anymore, but they still mm-hmm. have a great overall supporting cast, and I think that's good enough. They're not going to have many off nights. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I really do like how this team can play in a game-in, game-out basis. They can throw a lot of bodies at you. If some people have an off game, they can have others that step up. I do look for that for a winning team. I'm going to go with the over. I think it's going to be close, but I think they should win probably around 23 games. Uh, It's not the easiest, but I'm going to lean to the over. I think that I'm... I think I'm going to lean over to, I really, really wanted to go under here and just say, cause I think that there are 20, like, I think they're, they get 22 wins. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be close, but I really like the veteran leadership of the team. Yeah. The they've been there before. And, and it's like losing out on John Quill, that really kind of just opens things up a lot more for Dewana Bonner, who's played really, really well. She's not coming off the bench anymore. She's in the starting lineup. The only thing that I'm kind of concerned about is the backcourt, not backcourt, but that frontcourt. Well, I am concerned a little bit about the backcourt, mm-hmm. but the frontcourt depth. And yes, you have Alyssa Thomas, you have Dewana Bonner, you have Brown Jones. We know those three are those core three. That's going to be a lot of the scoring on this team. After that, are they going to get that consistent play when those when those three come off the bench? Are they going to get consistent play from that bench unit over the course of this season? And I'm not 100% sure. I, I'm going to still go over. I think this is still a good team. I, I don't think that – I think a lot of people are going to count them out because they did – like you're, you're losing an MVP. Mm-hmm. And so that's always going to hurt you. You're getting a brand-new head coach. You're probably going to have to try to figure things out in the early part of the season, but I don't think that, you know, their early, their early part of the season is tough. You got the mystics, two games with the mystics in the first month. Uh, but then you get two games with the fever who actually, I think are going to be a little bit better. So, and, and then you have the Liberty in there. Uh, I, I, I think, think they I can think the main, sorry. I just, I think the main thing I'm looking at really for a lot of the, the other teams in the league, a lot of star players and overall talent, seem to have gone to Vegas in the Liberty, just the way that it is. So if you think it's going to be a relatively top-heavy league and you think the rest of the league, ignoring the Liberty and the Aces, are kind of up for grabs, I do think the experience of the Sun will really showcase themselves against the rest of the league since they have a veteran core that should be able to find ways of just stealing games here and there from teams that maybe will be a little bit more in flux having lost some of their star players. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go over. Over 22 and a half. That's a hard one. Over 22 and a half for the Connecticut Sun. All right. Well, I, I see 21 and a half. So that's why I took. The oh, yeah. Half. Okay. Yeah. 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 If you got a 21 and a half, because I do like them to get 22. So I saw yeah, it at minus right. 110. So at 21 and a half, I like the over. Okay. 21 and a half. Love it. All right. 
next team, yeah, we're just going alphabetical order here. <laughs> we have the Dallas Wings. Dallas Wings have a win total of 19 and a half. Some juice to the over on that 19 and a half. Looking at where we got here, championship eyes sitting at 45 to 1. Make miss playoffs for the Dallas Wings, and they are minus 900 to make the playoffs, plus 520 to miss the playoffs. So, Wings actually made some news today as they, or was it yesterday? I think it was today, actually, where they waived Charlie Collier, the number one pick of a year ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was, mm, yeah, it was a year ago or two years ago, something like that. So, they waived Charlie Collier, they were Kalani Brown. And so, uh, news to some, but they got a really, really good draft. They had a really, really good draft. And so they bring in Maddie Segrist, a sharpshooter. She's going to be, she's going to be shooting. Look like Satsu Sabli is going to be back for another year. Crystal Dangerfield signed with them in the offseason. You know how she gets defensively. She's going to add some really, really good depth into that backcourt. Rike Agumawale, you know, she's back. Natasha Howard comes over in that trade with the New York Liberty and Tierra McGowan is anchoring them down at the center position. So I think on paper, this is one of the better teams in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On paper, I was going to say, why can I not, why can I not get there on the over? Uh, is it because you're afraid without gray, they're going to be a little bit short of leadership in the, in the front, in the backcourt. It, it just, it, yeah, I I mean, is this team gonna play any? I, I know Crystal's there. She's gonna. Is this team gonna play any defense? Natasha Howard better better help them out with the defense because I know she won Defensive Player of the Year a couple of years ago. But, yeah, I, I mean, it, it just I we just know this team and this this Wings team to put up points. They put up points, but they yeah. also give up a bunch of points. And so, is Crystal and Natasha enough? I, I think that it's going to be close once again, because on paper, I do like the overall star power of their team. I'm a fan, obviously, of Natasha Howard. I watched her with the Liberty last year. I think she's a good overall player. Uh, down the line, the roster is pretty good. The only concern that I do have is kind of like what you touched upon. Do they usually put up massive regular seasons? Like I feel no, like they could they be. No, they don't. They just kind of limp. Their, they limp into the playoffs. This happens all the time. They limp into the playoffs. Yeah. Why would this not be another you're situation look up where they in limp the middle into the playoffs? Of, yeah, you're going to look up in the middle of the year and go, "Why is this team five under? Like they should be significantly better." And then they usually go on some type of run in the second half to make it interesting. Isn't that usually what happens? Because it feels like we're going to look up after a month or two. And it's like, yeah, you know, the wings. I don't know what's going on with them, but they should be a lot better. And then we're going to be looking up, going, "I told you so." Because they always seem to start off slow every year. Not to mention all the roster turnover. The reason why I like the Sun over is because at least a lot of the main pieces are still there. So they can overcome a coaching Mm -hmm. change and stuff like that. The Wings really changed a lot of their roster. And I could really expect to see some growing pains early in the year. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to overcome it as the year progresses. I think it's close. But I really see this once again being a borderline 500 team. Now, of course, if Howard and everybody show up and suddenly defensively they give a good effort, they have the talent to win a lot of games. But I'll believe it when I see it. I'm with you. I'm going to lean to the under. 
I think this is once again an 18-win team, something like that. Yeah, like you, it's right there. Like they're right there. I, when you change over that much of the roster, including one of your veteran leaders who basically was in charge of every single on-court coach activity, I'm going to lean to the under because I think losing Gray is going to really hurt them early in the year. If you could get live win totals midway through the year, I think they're a very good live over for like a middle opportunity. But I really expect this team to stumble out of the gates. So I'm going to lean to the under. I mean, 19 and a half puts them at 20 wins. I just don't know. I think they could finish it. I I think they can be a under 500 team that makes the playoffs. Like They really uh, can. Do you agree so, that they might stumble out of the gates? Because I can, I can definitely see it. Yeah, I can see that as well. But but here's the here's the market that I just feel like I got to sprinkle on. That not make the playoffs. Oh yeah, plus like plus five and change. Yeah, it's I, plus five twenty. I feel like I have to sprinkle on that because there's so one. There's one team that we're about to talk about that I feel like you know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me, but I think that they could have a pretty good season and mm-hmm. you know things fall their way and they find themselves closer into that playoff hunt than they've been in years past. But this this wings team is just they it's a it's a headache to bet them they're a headache to bet they're just the over i think they're still going to be an over team this year i'm probably going to blindly take their overs and just assume that they're over team but man i i'm not there i'm not maybe it was also with the liberty last year because they didn't really try to guard anybody did you think natasha howard was like a great defensive player last year because i remember being elite when she was with seattle yeah, I noticed she a bit looked, of a drop off there defensively with her. But you Liberty. you got to remember she came off of uh, injury yeah. last year, and so or was that the year before? It was one or the other. My point is, and, I don't think that she's going to be able to be the saving grace defensively yeah. that people think she's going to be. Because last year with the Liberty, she was fine. I just thought defensively, I was expecting more. Yeah, do you agree? Gotta, do you agree with that? I agree as well. We got we got to see more. I'm I'm fading this Wings team until otherwise. Like I just got to see otherwise. I don't think that they're going to be. I think that they on paper they're probably going to be more disappointed in their season because they think that they are you know closer to those yeah. three, four, five best team best teams in the league. But I, I, I'm I'm selling them right now under 19 and a half. I'm sprinkling on a plus five twenty to miss the playoffs. I'm right. trying to see if I can find a better one. I found a 20 and a half. The under is minus 125. Yeah, okay. I'll take a 20 and a half. I, I don't think they get to 21 wins at all. I actually, that, that might be a best bet by the end of the show. I don't think they get to 21. If I told you midway through the year they're struggling and they're that one team that like fires their coach midseason to try to make something work, I would not be shocked. Would Wouldn't you? At all. Not at all. All right. SGP and his team up with Shady Rays for Shady May because not only do you get amazing 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses, but you can get a chance to win $500. How? I'm going to tell you by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. Just drop your receipt in there and you will be entered into the contest. Shady Rays has an amazing return policy. Lose or break your pair. Even on the first day, they will send you a brand new pair free. No questions asked. And if you don't love them, it's fine. Exchange them for a new pair or return them for your money back for free within the first 30 days. And our international listener, Shady Rays, has you covered with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. ShadyRays.com, promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady, where you can take your receipt for a chance to win $500. All right. Next team up, we have the Indiana Fever. Regular season win total of over nine, over under nine and a half wins. Juice to the over. 
you have a make miss playoff market of 20 to 1 to yes to make the playoffs 20 to 1 minus 200 to 1 to miss the playoffs they are not expecting much from this indiana fever team at all they bring in Erica Wheeler from the Atlanta Dream. You also know they had the number one overall pick, and it was an easy decision. They took Aaliyah Boston. Now, Destiny Henderson was waived earlier this week. And so with Henderson cut, that leaves Grace Berger, Christy Wallace, and Maya Campbell all competing to kind of fill out that backcourt behind Kelsey Mitchell and, and Erica Wheeler. Lexi Hall comes back as well. And Alyssa Smith, you know, she's going to be good. She played really, really well at Athletes Unlimited this offseason. Really, really well. I'm looking forward to see what she does this year. And then, you know, Queen Eggbo is going to be backing up Aaliyah Boston in that uh, front court. I mean, yeah, in that front court. I want to start off with Boston, though, just to briefly discuss, because Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people had mixed feelings about her performance in the actual NCAA tournament because she looked very good early, like South Carolina did, because they didn't lose a game. And then the Final Four game came around against Iowa, and it really didn't look like Boston was that comfortable. with. I'm just going to say, offensively, there's a lot for her to grow on, especially with like a jump shot. I disagree wholeheartedly because I think that there you could have put anybody in that situation and they would have looked like a deer in headlights because of the fact of there was no respect to the jump shooters of yeah. uh, for them at all. And I think that's why a lot of people, because there was questions, is Aaliyah Boston going to come back? Are they going to run it back one more time with that South Carolina bunch and, and her and a couple of those seniors come back? And the overarching film was like, no, she needs to go to the WNBA where they're not going to be able to double team, triple team, quadruple. I was quadruple teaming her inside the post. First like, of all, she's the number one overall pick. So why should she go back to school? That's the first thing of all. Hey, well, the first yeah. overall pick. It doesn't make well, any sense. Yeah, but, but you know, well, you I, know, the NIL, the NIL money does yeah, make it interesting. That is now. true. The I NIL guess what, money makes it interesting. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm asking, though, even though I still think she's a very solid player, Do you think she's an immediate impact level player that can boost a team like Indiana's win total three or four wins by herself? Because I do think even though she's a solid player, there is still room for her to grow. Do you think her game's going to immediately translate to the next level? That's kind of the point I was wondering. I do. I really do. And I think it's, I think it's going to be a lot easier for her. I think when, when, you know, she comes in, and she's going to go through the, you know, the first month of the season. I think this is going to be something like I- I'm going to be all over her props early on. If I find her props, I'm going to be all over them. I think that it's going to come a lot easier because it's going to be a whole completely different look than she get got at South Carolina. She was getting double teamed every single game in South Carolina. When she got to the NCAA tournament, she was getting triple team, quadruple team. This is going to open up and we're going to see those aspects of her game that Dawn Staley didn't have to ask of her. Like, she didn't have to ask for her to do a lot of other things. So I think she's going to be a monster in the post. I think she's going to dominate on the boards. I think with Queen behind her, that's going to be a really, really formidable bunch. And they're going to own offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. Like, I think they'll own the glass with them and Elisa Smith. Elisa Smith's really, really going to open things up for her on the other side as well. And then you – I haven't even talked about Kelsey Mitchell. Like, I I think that now – the rest of the league has come down to a level where the fever are about to come in here and steal some games. Now, like they're about to come in here. They're going to be 
seven point, eight point dogs on the road, and they're going to come in and steal some games from people. I mean, we saw points last year. They were getting 19 and a half <laughs> against yeah. Vegas, and they didn't cover those games either. But yeah, I do have to point out, though, the team last year was historically bad. But you brought up Mitchell, which is why I kind of want to segue into it, because they went five and 31. But a reminder, Mitchell got hurt roughly, well, like midway through last year, a yeah, little bit past like the midway point. Mm -hmm. And when she got hurt, they became arguably the worst team in the history of the league. They weren't totally, totally useless before she got injured. And then she got hurt and at that point. I mean, you're just screwed at that point. So I think the five wins last year is a bit misleading because Mitchell is that important to this team. And the fact that she missed a lot of games to end the year, they could have a very nice combo there with her and Boston. I think it might take Boston a little time to get going, but I do think she can be a very nice double-double machine over the course of the latter half of the year. It's a very low win total. I mean, you said it was nine and a half. Uh, yes. I found it at ten and a half. That's why I'm asking. I'm going to lean over on the nine and a half. I don't feel great about it. They're not going to be good. Like I'm not picking them to make the playoffs. They can they get to eleven team. wins? I think they can get to eleven wins. I, I think it's pretty reasonable for them to get to eleven. I mean, we're kind of low on some other teams, so there are some wins to be had. But I'm hoping Mitchell stays healthy. I'm hoping Boston can contribute immediately. This team to start the year actually was decent, and then Mitchell got hurt and the whole season fell apart anyway. So if Mitchell stays healthy, I think this team's a bit undervalued. The value's on the over. I think that this is a going to be a team that when you look at the players they have, Aaliyah Boston, Lisa Smith, uh, Kelsey Mitchell, Queen Igbo, Grace Berger, like you look at these teams, I mean, these players they have, and these are players that are not going to give up. They are not going to give up. I think that this is a – even if they go down – say they they go down early, go down 15 early in the game, I think that this is a team that's going to battle back, and they're going to make it interesting towards the end of the games. They're going to be somebody – I think that, you know, this might be something where they can cover a lot of games for us, like a lot of games for us. So, ah, man, I'm – I think this team has scoring, like Grace Berger – I mean, the mid-range queen. I, I I think that they're. I think they're going to be able to score the basketball. I do. I do want to ask you game. though about this team. Does it concern you at all that they have a log jam at the center position? Because it does seem like they might have to trade somebody to potentially get more guard play. Not really. I mean, I think that that's a, pr a pretty nice front court. And just it's a good problem of, to have. I'm just asking. Yeah, they do have a decent amount of quality uh, options in the front court that they could look to move on from maybe mid-season if they want to pick up a boost from the guard spot. Yeah, maybe. no, I, yeah, I definitely think that they they 100% can. And and maybe that it is. Like, you see what you have in Aaliyah Boston, and you're like, all right, we're giving Aaliyah Boston all these minutes. And, mm -hmm. you know, Queen opens up a really good trade opportunity. There's some other teams in the league that I could tell you definitely could use some size yeah. on them. And so, absolutely. And then, I mean, Erica Wheeler's – you know how she's going to go. She, she's going to be able to go out there, and she's going to score. She's going to take a lot of threes. Uh, I, I think their, their backcourt, while Wheeler can be inefficient at times, I'd love to see what Grace Berger can do in the league, and if she, her game translates well. Kelsey Mitchell, leading scorer, so we know she's going to go out there and Mitchell, score. Mitchell, we know, can hoop. I mean, that that's a given. I really – hey, man, look. If we sit here and we talk about the teams that we, we talked about already – and I say that the Sky potentially are going to miss the playoffs. 
I say that the wings are going to be in the conversation. Like I'm looking at the fever. I don't think that I would just automatically think that the wings are going to beat the fever. Like I think the fever have something to say. And I think I, you might need yeah. to, I think you might need to look at that 20 to, 20 to one. It's 20, 20 to one. one to make the playoffs when you can be below 500 and make the playoffs is probably worth it. But I don't think they're going like, to get there. It's 20 to one though. There are worse 20 to one shots you can take. I, I don't think they're near the worst team in the league. I really don't. I think that we're going to get a surprise of with the worst teams. Well, there, maybe not there's a team but, that we're going to talk about in a little while that I'm pretty low on. So I do think that yeah. could be a couple extra wins, but still. Uh, give me, I'm, yeah, give yeah. me, give me the Indiana, give me the Indiana Fever. I, I'm going to sprinkle on that 20 to one. I think they're a lot, lot better team this year. If Mitchell gets hurt again, they're an auto fade. But with with her actually being in the lineup, this team isn't as bad as you might think. All right. Let's move on to the next team. We have the Los Angeles Sparks. They are... Wait, is that the next team? No, I like that's not the last team. We have the Las Vegas Aces. We have our first super team. 30 and a half win total. They don't even have a make-miss playoff market. Over, mine, over 30 and a half is minus 125. Under is 102. I found we 29 already... and a half for the same odds. Okay. I'm not going to spend much time on this. I'm on the over. I mean, I mean yeah, pretty I, much. They're they're so, a dream team. I mean, what, what more do you want? Yeah, I mean they they brought in a two time MVP in Candace Parker. You bring in Alicia Clark, who's going to be a really good veteran presence and be able to come off the bench and add some very valuable minutes. And then you know, uh, Kia Stokes is back and she's healthy this year. She's going to be really good for them coming off the bench as well. I mean. I, I don't know what else to say. I this team is gonna dominate majority of these teams in the league. Like they besides are the Liberty, dominate. Besides the Liberty, are they favored in every game? I think with they're the favored in every of, like, game. Some rest here and there. Yeah, it's with the exception of West of rest. I think they're favored in every single game. And, you know, a good majority majority of the Liberty game as well. But I do think there is a team. And I'll just say it in the Mystics that can't that has given them trouble in the past, and I think will still give them trouble this year. But I do this want to team, point out I can't see this team losing more than t- I can't see them losing more than ten games. I can't either, which is why twenty nine and a half. I'm on the over. It's one of my favorite plays. I do want to touch upon the uh, actual news that broke regarding the Aces a day or two ago, which is Becky Hammond getting suspended uh, for yep. the first two games of the season because of some. Uh, contract negotiation and ill faith, let's put it that way, uh, where they originally With had, like a, I believe it was a verbal agreement for a contract, and then she ended up becoming pregnant, and they decided we're not going to pay her. Is that basically what happened? Because that's how I understood yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, kind of a scummy thing to do, but either way, point is Becky Hammond suspended for a couple of games. They also lost the draft pick, but that doesn't concern us for the sake of this episode. They can win without Becky Hammond for two games. Like they're going to be, they're going to dominate in terms of talent all the time. I'm on the over. This team usually finishes with the best record in the league, or at least top two in general. They had the best record in the league last year, I believe. Right? They had the best record, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on the over again. This, I think this team screams like 32, 33 wins. They'll win as many games as they want to, and I'm sure they're going to rest some people right before the mm-hmm. end of the season because. They should have the one or two seed wrapped up a, a long way to go uh, in the season, but uh-huh. a long way left. But I'm still going to go with the over. This team really just screams 33 wins to me. I'll have them at 33 and seven. 
And I and they're going to be so locked in for the beginning of the season because this team takes that Commissioner's Cup very, very seriously, and they take those games very, very seriously. They yeah. want to try to win all of those games. And so uh, with that's about 10, that's 10 games right there where you know they're going to be locked in and they're trying to win all 10. So mm-hmm. 100%, I am all over uh, the aces over here. There's no really doubt there. Next team, we have the Los Angeles Sparks, who have a regular season win total of 16 and a half. Juice to the under. Talked about Kurt Miller earlier. He comes over as their head coach. They are miss playoffs. Two to one to make the playoffs. Minus 265 to miss the playoffs. Jasmine Thomas again comes over. They add Zaya Cook in the draft. She's not been... Uh, she is one of the few draft picks that has not been cut. So it looks like she's going to back up Jasmine Thomas. That's a really nice backcourt there. Jordan Canada and Lexi Brown. That's a really, really nice backcourt with those four. Uh, So Lexi Brown, Jordan Canada, and you still have uh, Chene and uh, Neka. Chene and and Neka and Dierka Hambry actually looks like she's trying to make a comeback rather early coming back from that pregnancy. I think she's like at three months post-pregnancy now, and mm. she's been on the court every single day working out. I think she said she spent her Mother's Day working out as well. Azare Stevens, I believe, is nursing a little bit of an injury, but she should be good over the course of the season. She's going to ha- handle that uh, that front court as well. Does it feel like we're underrating the Sparks a little bit? I'm leaning to the over. Uh, on this team uh, to go into last year, they won 13 games. However, they were 12 and 14, and then they proceeded to lose nine of their last 10 games uh, to miss the playoffs. And that was uh, they were an auto fader. That was a historic. That was a historic collapse. We was, was a really a bad money collapse. off of them. We was making a lot of money off of them. Not to mention the fact that they also uh, had uh, let's just say an underwhelming coach uh, to start the year. Let's put it that way. I know you were very anti uh, their head coach to start last year. And now they have Kurt Miller, who I think we both agree is a really good head coach. Do we agree Mm -hmm. on that? Yep. So the fact that they got a massive upgrade of coach and the fact that they do have an overall solid amount of talent, solid backcourt as well, I'm going to lean to the over. The Sparks aren't usually bad for that long, and that's why it was a bit shocking to see them out of the playoff picture because they usually make the playoffs every year. Uh But I am going to go with the over. I think they can get to 18 wins. It's mostly putting faith in Kurt Miller, who I really think is a very solid head coach. One of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. And with how bad the coaching situation was last year. With that, the was origin- the, that was the reason. I mean, I liked them preseason just off of talent alone. It was the coaching. Yeah. And over the and that's how, you know, Derek Fisher ended up losing his job. And they never, I mean, at that point, they never really found themselves a footing. But now I'm looking at this roster and I'm like, hold on. It, I, I don't think that this is a bad. They have depth. They have, especially when uh, Derrica Hambry comes back, she's going to add another mm-hmm. element of size to them. Uh, Katie Lou Samuelson, she's, uh, I think she's going, she's pregnant as well. I don't know if she had the baby yet or not. There's so, talent on the roster. Like, yeah. There's a lot of talent. And once again, besides Derek Fisher, the interim coach, I wasn't a big fan of either, which is why the team fell apart down the stretch. I'm expecting this team to win around 18 games or so. Are they going to be above 500? Maybe. But I expect them to make the playoffs personally. I think 2-1 to is a good deal for getting a solid core in terms of talent. And you mentioned Agumake and how they have you know a lot of talent as well with the backcourt in addition to that. I'm on the over. I see them finishing with around 18 wins. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with the Gum Cake Sisters and the Sparks. They get over, and yeah, I'm I'm taking that two to one to make the playoffs. I think they're one of the teams that makes the playoffs. Defensively, they might have some issues, but they can definitely match up. I with think Kurt Miller figures that out, though. Yeah, he always yeah. he think, and then it, it feels so good. And the reason that I trust them so well is because look at all the scoring that they have around Jasmine Thomas, and now he can go and let Jasmine Thomas be her and play. If she comes back from that ACL injury and looks really, really good, mm-hmm. he's going to feel so good about trusting his offense in her hands in a new location. Like, I I am a lot higher on this Sparks team than I probably should be. I think they're going to be pretty good, man. What do you say, though? Is two to one to make the playoffs? Yeah. I can see a realistic world. They're better than Dallas. I think so. Let, let, let's move on to the next team because I think they're better than the next team we're about to talk about. Not trying to take anything away from them, but Minnesota Lynx are have a win total of 16 and a half as well. They are actually a little they're a little bit juiced to the under minus. I see minus 111 on the over and minus 115 on the under. Their make miss playoff odds are. Minus one thirty six to make the playoffs, plus one oh two to miss the playoffs. That's definitely off compared to where the sparks are. So uh you have Nafisa Collier coming back and she played a little bit towards the end of last season after having a baby. Now she's gonna be back for the entire season. We expect to see her a lot. And she's very, very confident in Cheryl Reed, that is, is very, very confident in playing her at the center position. It looks like she's gonna be playing a lot of center. Uh, with um, yeah, they don't have much of a choice now <laughs> because fouls. And this retire, is one, so. yeah, with fouls retiring, and this isn't one of the teams that I was talking about that if they made a move for Queen Eggbug, I wouldn't be surprised. Ariel Powers is just an absolute dog, man, and she comes back, uh, thirty point machine. I mean, over under three thirty point games for Ariel Powers this year. It felt like she was getting thirty at least once a month last season. Caleb McBride, Rachel Bannum, we know those names. They're back up there. Diamond Miller, that's going to be the name to watch. Diamond Miller coming in as the second overall pick to this Minnesota Lynx squad. And we're going to see if she steps into that starting spot or if they give it to Tiffany Mitchell and she works her way into it. By the end of the season, she should be starting. I'm going to guess Mitchell and Miller is going to be the sixth man off the bench, if I had to guess, right? Yeah, and at? then yeah, and I think Miller eventually ends up taking that spot. Yeah, at some this point, this team has start, a lot. Yeah, to start the year with a veteran team, I you tend to make the rookie earn it. I mm-hmm. think Miller's probably a bench player to start the year. And I think that's why I think the way that she gets into the lineup is because this team struggles a little bit in the beginning of the year. Like I think they, I think this team struggles a little bit in the beginning of the year, just trying to figure out what this new Minnesota Lynx team looks like what they're going to do about the size issue that they, you know, a little bit of lacking here. And while I really, really do like different pieces of this team, I don't know if it all comes together. Like I think the sparks come together. Like I think that Kurt Miller kind of walking into a situation where he brings in his point guard that he loves so much from the sun. And now he has, you know, more ways of running this offense and I think both these two teams are definitely going to be some over teams, but he has more confident ways of running this offense. Whereas with the Minnesota Lynx, I mean, yes, I like Caleb McBride and Rachel Bannum, but if they don't figure it out early, they could be a little stagnant in scoring a little and underachieve. I, 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 if I had to take these two teams, both of them at 16 and a half, I'm taking, I'm taking the Sparks. I like the Sparks over the Lynx. So I'm, I'm, 
I'm going to sell the Lynx here. I think the Lynx are close, but they're not there. They're under 16 and a half, and I don't think they make the playoffs. I think the Sparks take their spot. I personally agree. Uh, looking at Minnesota, I'm going to ask you just a straightforward question. Do you think the roster is better this year or last year? Because I know they had some injuries last year, but you also had Cynthia Fowles. I think it's close. My point is they won 14 games last year. It's not like they were well over this number. The fact is their win total went up and they lost the best player in franchise history besides Maya Moore. And Maya Moore's crew is relatively short-lived, but I think we know that Fowles is the most impactful player in the franchise's history. They're supposed to go up three wins despite missing out on one of the best centers in the league. Am I, I think that's something? a testament. I think it's a testament to how good Diamond, like Diamond Miller, is a really, really good player. And I'm telling you, it's not going to be long until she's in that starting lineup. Yeah, but we think but she's going to be a bench player she, for part of the year. I don't think she. I don't think she just comes in and makes them, you know, a whole lot better. With like I said, I feel like yes, the league is top heavy with the top two. But everybody else is still really, really good. Like, I think everybody, like, if the Minnesota Lynx go on the road and play Indiana, I think Indiana could steal one of those games, a couple of those games. You know, Minnesota playing Dallas, that's a little bit of a toss-up. I think Dallas can, you know, take a, a win or two away from them. I, I I just don't know. I don't think they're a 16-win team. The I, point is, you, you didn't really answer the question because you were kind of torn you think it's somewhat comparable to last year's team. You lose yeah, some pieces, you gain some other pieces. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's comparable. I don't think it's anything where they're automatically three wins better. I'm fading them on this win total. And, I mean, can I parlay? Can I parlay this? I doubt it because they're all correlated. So, usually books don't let you parlay. Uh, no, I can't. Okay. I was I, Well, I, I would still take the no on the plus 102 to make the playoffs because I think that the Sparks get their spot. I really do. I think it doesn't make any sense for the Lynx odds to is basically around like minus 135 and yet or like plus small plus money to make the playoffs. I forgot the exact amount of, of uh, yeah, odds it's minus one is minus 136 for them to make the playoffs, oh, to but make the, the, playoffs. the Sparks okay. to make the playoffs is two to one. Yeah, there's no way that those two teams should be separated by over two dollars like that. That doesn't make any sense. I'd rather take the Sparks because at least I know for a fact the depth is there and they have a really good head coach. Minnesota. Of course, don't get me wrong. They still have some good pieces, uh-huh. but you said it before. You got to see if they come together, and I'm skeptical of that. All right, let's go on. We got four teams left, and let's knock them out. This one should be rather quick. We have the New York Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Do you have a win total for them? I don't. Uh, the win total I see for the Liberty, I see 29.5 overs minus 120, unders even money. I'm obviously on the over. Yep, very much on the over. We, I mean, do we got to say it? Jockwell Jones, no. Brianna Stewart, Courtney Vandersloot. Uh, man, you still have Sabrina Ionescu. You still have Benajan Laney. They don't just Marina have they gave, her, they gave her an extension. I know yeah. Ionescu is going to be around for a couple more years. Yeah, and Maria Johannes, that's going to be fun. And seeing, man, I'm going to be on her assist. Like, no, like her assist prop is going to be so good all season. And they also and, got some experience last year. They were they were very underwhelming, but then yep. they woke up a little bit. They're still below 500, but they woke up and made the playoffs. And they even stole game one on the road against Chicago. It yep. went all downhill from there. But the point is, that at least they showed some resilience. And I do think that that could carry over with the younger members of the team. But again, it's a dream team. You're looking at them in Vegas. 
Uh, it's actually funny. There's a market on either the Liberty or the Aces to win the title. Uh, the answer is minus 475 on either team to win the title. <laughs> so I'm expecting just a dream team versus a dream team. I see them and Vegas each winning 30-plus games. I'm on the over. The only way they go under is if Yonescu or somebody else gets seriously injured and misses a lot of the year. But I can't assume that. So I'm going to go with the yeah. over. All right. That's really all. They don't have anything else listed for this team because they are so good, just like the Aces. Moving on, we have the Phoenix Mercury over under of 21 and a half, minus 113 both ways I see there. They have a make playoffs of minus of 22, minus 22 to one and plus eight, seven, excuse me, plus eight, 70 to miss playoffs. Big news that everybody's talking about. Brittany Griner is back. She's playing this season. She's been playing in the preseason. They also signed Mariah Jefferson, who really, really good player, like really, really good player. She'll be in that backcourt with Diana Taurasi, who's coming into her 19th season. Skylar Diggins-Smith is still up in the air because we know she's coming. She was just pregnant, had a baby, so it's going to take some time for her to get back. We'll see if she'll get, she gets back this season. You still got Sophie Cunningham there, Breonna Turner. Brady Griner adds some much-needed size that this team really, really needed last year. But I'm on the under. 21 and a half is a lot. Don't, For Skylar Diggins-Smith, yeah. who was by far, by far their best player last year. By far their best player last year. And she's out. And she's out for an extended. She might not even be back until the end of the season. And even if she was back, by the way, I don't want to read between the lines here, but from what we saw on the sideline, don't Tarazi and Diggins Smith kind of hate each other? I mean, I'm not even saying it, I'm not even saying it's just them. I don't even think she has a good like I didn't even think she had a good situation with the team as a whole. Like I did not think she was comfortable with the team as a whole. And so Oh man, we were talking on, about trade. We were talking about her at the trade deadline last year. I'm shocked she's still there. I thought she was going to get traded. So they also bring in Michaela on your way day. So very, very good pickup by them. I'm actually really sick that we're losing out on her. I thought she was a great, you know, backup piece for her. But you know, got to give a little to get a little. I I like the pieces on this team, but they could not put it together last year. And does Mariah Jefferson make them better? Yes. Does Brittany Grider make them better? We'll see. She did take a year off from basketball, and we're not. She I'm not going to good. Go. All things being considered, in the pre. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All things considered, she looks good. But I'm just not going to. I'm. I'm not going to get too quick on that. I'm very curious on seeing what a year off in the regular season, what that looks like. Because, I mean, we heard Asia Wilson talk about it on the shop with LeBron James and saying that she needed about ten. 12 games to get back in game shape and she's been playing every year <laughs> so I, i'm very curious on seeing you know what a s schedule especially adding a couple of games what that does to Brittany grinder but i just don't think i mean did wasn't this the same line we had for the sun i think the sun buried his team the sun are better than this team yeah it's basically the same one uh, yeah, it's ex the exact same line. I see 21 and a half. I'm on the under for Phoenix. I still think chemistry is a concern, not to mention the fact that if, uh, I mentioned it last year, but I'll mention it again. Tarazi's not getting any younger. I didn't think she was that great last she year. She looked human last year. She, she looked really human did. last year. 
So I don't see that really changing. So I'm going to go with the under here. I got too many. I got more questions than answers for Phoenix. Way more questions. I, so look, I, before the season started and before they made a couple of the moves they did, I sat there and said, I wouldn't be surprised that this team is one of the worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't think Brittany Griner was coming back. I didn't think that they were signing Mariah Jefferson. They've got they've gotten some cool points from me, but I don't think it's enough where I'm going over 21 and a half. No way. All right. Let's see here. I think we have two more teams. This one should be rather quick because Seattle Storm have a win total of 12 and a half wins. They are, I've been forgetting to read off some of these championship odds, but I mean, it's not really anybody. It doesn't matter. They're not going to win the championship. And they have a make playoffs of plus 750, minus 16 to one. That's actually really, really way lower than I thought that they would be. So, you know they lose Brianna Stewart, Liberty Liberty. You know they lose Sue Bird. There was a point in time where Jewel Lloyd and Easy McBegger was the only two people. Oh, no, Mercedes Russell was on the roster, too. Mm-hmm. Those are the only three people on the roster. And then they ended up filling it out a little bit more. Kia Nurse is coming in. Sammy Whitcomb is coming over. And she's coming in, probably going to get some starting minutes. This is gonna this this has the same thing as the Chicago Sky written all over it. It's gonna be Jewel Lloyd. I think they're better than the life. Sky, but it's not good. Do you really? I think it's close. I still I think like the Sky Jewel are Lloyd. better. Eh, I think I, the Sky I, are better. I think you can make an argument, but I do think at the end of the day, this team's gonna be underwhelming anyway. I'm still on the under. But would yeah. it shock me if Jewel Lloyd stole a game or two here or there? No. But I see this team winning like ten games. Same thing as as I feel for Cleo Copper, I feel for Jewel Lloyd. And everybody knows I'm just a really big Jewel Lloyd fan, like a huge Jewel Lloyd fan. So I hope yeah. that she comes out here and scores 30 every single game. But I'm fading this team. Give me the under 12 and a half for the Seattle Storm. This is the rebuild. They get a very good draft pick, and they start this over from scratch. Mm. All right. Here's the team that I could not wait to talk about. The Washington Mystics have a win total of 24 and a half wins. They are 14 to 1, I believe it was. Yes, 14 to 1 to win the title. This, I mean, well, let's just talk about what we know they have. We know they have EDD. You know they have Shakira Austin coming back for a second season. You know they have Ariel Atkins, the sharpshooter. Uh, Shatori Walker Kembro coming off the bench, adding a very, very physical presence. Natasha Cloud, you know how she gets down, facilitating the offense or the defensive end. This is by far, in my opinion, the best defensive team in the league. Yeah. By far the best defensive team in the league. And they bring in Brittany Sykes from the from the Sparks. This is the team that can give the Aces and the Liberty Fits. This is the team that can give them fits and they can make it interesting during the season for them. I think that as much as we say this is a two-horse race, that this Mystics team is going to come in here and they are going to try to make it a three-horse race as, lo- as much as they can. Yeah, they're, they're the dark horse candidate, so to speak, of the league. Like you're telling me an injury goes one way or another for the other two up top and this team they get into the playoffs where the, where the play slows down they get the like they I think they took I think they actually won the season series against the Aces last year. I think they did. I think they won 2 to 1. 
And so I've, first of all, I just want you to know that that home court atmosphere was the best atmosphere I've been to on any level of basketball. Seeing her, uh, I believe, I didn't think I saw, no, I didn't see the her last game, Sue Bird's last game against the Mystics. I saw the second to last because they played a back-to-back set and I bought the tickets for the first game. Mm. Amazing home court atmosphere, like amazing home court. This team is good. They have the pieces. They are not afraid of the Aces or the Liberty at all, and I don't think they should be. I think just as much as we think that those two teams are going to run away with a lot of these games, that the Mystics are going to run away with a lot of these games, and they're getting about five less wins than either than either of the other two. I, I love I love this team to get over this number. Give me the over minus 136 for the Washington Mystics. I really, really think they're going to be really, really good this year. So I'm personally really torn on this team because I do like everything that you said about the pros. But the one problem that we got to talk about, which wasn't really addressed that much by most people, they've been very careful about Della Don's health for mm-hmm. the last couple of years, and she's missed a lot of games. You're right. And I am a bit concerned that Washington knows they're going to make the playoffs. Let's be real. I mean, they're going mm-hmm. to be a top four team in the league. The win total scares me because, once again, I'm not sure Della Don's going to play back-to-backs. I'm not sure if she's going to play road games. They really rested her for a decent portion of last year before letting her, you know, get loose in the last couple of weeks of the regular season. That concerns me for a win total because you mentioned how good the defense is going to be, which I agree with. Offensively, Mm -hmm. if Deladon misses some time, do you think this team is good enough offensively to get the job done without her? I'm not sure. Now, defensively, they might be so good it might not matter. But I think I'm going to lean under because I really do think Washington does enough to get a decent spot in the playoffs, mm-hmm. keep Belladon healthy, and unloads everything in the playoffs. But I could see them really load managing some players throughout the season. I can picture them being the Clippers. They just rest a bunch of people throughout the year, and the win total becomes irrelevant. Yeah, no, okay. You've made me not feel as good. I'm still taking it, but you made me not feel as good about it because that is a very, very good point that you have there with EDD. All right. Uh, Let's go ahead and let's let's give a lock and dog for the win totals. And, I mean, let's avoid taking, you know, the Liberty or the Aces to win the championship as our dog. But I'll kick us off, and I just I am going to fade this team until they prove it to me otherwise that they are going to be consistent for the duration of the entire year. Give me the under in the Dallas Wings under nineteen and a half or twenty and a half. Didn't you see South twenty and a half? Yeah, I did. Uh, under twenty and a half for the Dallas Wings. Like I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough all year. I I do. I think that they're they're closer to five hundred. Could possibly finish at 20 and 20, honestly. I would not be surprised. They have 20 and 20 Jeff Fisher written all over them. But I got to see it to believe it. I got to see it to believe it. And I just don't think that Alicia Gray leaving and what they brought in is enough that I'll just go ahead and say that they're going to be above 500. So under 20 and a half for the Dallas Wings. For my dog. Man, give me that two to one for the Sparks to make the playoffs, man. I, I think they're better than the Wings. I think they're better than the Lynx. I think that they're better than a lot of the middle-of-the-pack teams here. And I wouldn't be surprised if they steal a game. Like, 
let's say it's a bad travel spot for the Liberty or the Sun or the Mystics going all the way West Coast or something like that. Like, I can see them stealing a game at home from one of those East Coast teams, make it a little bit easier on there. And at the end of the day, I trust Kurt Miller. That's really what it is. I trust Kurt Miller, and he has good pieces on this team. That's my dog. Two to one, Sparks make the playoff. Scott, over to you. Yeah, so for my win total, I'm going to take the Sky under 16 and a half. The number just seems too high. They lost so many key pieces from last year's team. They lost arguably their three best players. I'm not going to pick them to go over. I think they're going to be a pretty underwhelming team. Uh, Give me the under 16 and a half there for the Sky at minus 115. And for my dog, I'm going to join you. I'm going to go with the Sparks to make the playoffs at two to one. I like the coaching staff. I like the depth of the team. I think they're a talented roster. It seemed like the coaching really just threw them uh, for a loop last year. And I do think as a result, they will look a lot sharper. Uh, I'm going to go with the Sparks to make the playoffs at two to one as my dog. All right. Double dog on the Sparks for the season. Anything else for people before we get up out of here, Scott? Not really. It was fun. Looking forward to the actual game starting in a couple of days. But of course, uh, looking forward to catching some futures as well uh, for the win totals and playoffs. But I'm happy it's WNBA season. I've waited a couple of months for this and I'm looking forward to how the season progresses. Absolutely. I'm so excited for the season. And this is for the people that are listening to this and, you know, you're just kind of this is on the NBA gambling podcast feed. You see me and Scott, so, you know, it's going to be a good episode. This is really, really good hoops. Like just watching the games, this is really, really good level of basketball, even in a regular season. Like I love watching WNBA hoops. So very, very great. We're looking for another good season. We had a great season last year. We had a really good season last year. Looking for another great one. Going to have my man Dylan Rockford join us for this season. He'll be on episodes as well. Can't wait to have Dylan out there hanging capping games with us. Make sure that you follow Scott at Rice Radio. Follow me at really real underscore underscore. And just keep subscribing to the SGPN network and get our live streams, get our live streams and everything that we have to offer. Check us out. Other than that, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. It's just going to end it like this. We are out of here.